Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 18th of March. Defending Premiers Richmond will kick off the AFL men's season tonight when they take on Carlton at the MCG. But instead of 22 players, each team will have 23. The sub is back in the AFL. The governing body yesterday approved the introduction of a medical substitute for games this season, meaning each team will carry an extra player on the bench who can only be activated once a player is determined to be medically unfit to continue by the club doctor. Coaches were strong on this after being involved in the practice matches and particularly the Amy community series and and, and look, as we do, we, we need to listen to our stakeholders. We've done that in this case and we've worked through it as fast pace as we possibly can, um, but without rushing it, we've, we've considered all the data and this is where we are today, medical subs in the game. The AFL's GM of Football Operations, Steve Hocking, addressing the media yesterday on the new rule, but Triple M's Wayne Carey explained how the new sub rule creates a loophole that could be exploited by coaches. So there could be someone out there talking about bending the rules, someone out there uh, halfway through the second quarter, not getting anywhere near a Joey. The coach just thinks, well, he's not going to be playing for a couple of weeks anyway. That's how bad he's going. Let's get him off and get someone else on. That's how it could be manipulated. So now we wait and see if the clubs will abide by the game's new rule. Rules are made to be broken. In the ridiculous best of 13 race format, New Zealand has won the America's Cup. The old mug is Aotearoa's again. The America's Cup staying in Kiwi hands. A crushing 46-second win to claim the match 7-3 and keep hold of the old mug. Team New Zealand went faster than the Italian team enough times to win a really old trophy. Oh, that's choice. It's a boat race. Not sure what else to tell you on that one. Let's move on. Well, the NRL career of Cronulla's Bronson Cherry hangs in the balance after returning a second positive test for anabolic steroids. It's been almost one year since Cronulla Sharks youngster Bronson Cherry tested positive for anabolic steroids. And yesterday, Channel 9's Danny Widler spoke exclusively to Cherry about his past 12 months. Throughout that period, I was very depressed and, and at home doing nothing. So how were the days? Just just staying home and just thinking about everything and... um. It kind of just didn't feel all real to me. Was it hard just staring at the walls and being in a, in a room or not leaving your house? Yeah, look, I haven't even watched a game of football yet. Um, haven't even touched the football. Cherry is expected to be handed a four-year suspension in the coming weeks, but still isn't prepared to go into details on the circumstances surrounding his positive test. Nah, I'd rather not speak about it. Um, obviously, it was just a, a very tough situation. My mental health wasn't good at the time. And look, tell your story one day. 100% I'll tell my story. Um, it's not what everyone thinks it is. I made a mistake, and I have to pay the consequences. 19 years old at the time, Cherry had long been predicted for representative honours, but instead, he'll spend at least the next three years in the sporting wilderness, hoping that he can make a comeback after his suspension is up. Well, I'm only 20 years old, so whatever suspension, whatever time I get, I know I'm going to put my best foot forward. You know, I want to make my, my family proud again. But for me, it's the rugby league commentators who are the real victims here. Bronson Cherry is one of the great sporting names. There's so much you can do with it. And Bronson puts a cherry on top. Cherry, cherry, baby. Now that's a cherry try. See, the opportunities would have been endless. Surf's up in Japan. Surfing will make its debut as an Olympic sport at the Tokyo Games this year and with the likes of seven-time world champion Stephanie Gilmore and Sally Fitzgibbon competing for Australia at the Games, 
we are more than a strong chance of a medal. And Stephanie Gilmore's going to pick it up with 25 seconds to go. A real victory lap. But with Australian surfers set to compete as a team at the Olympics for the first time, the team needs a name. The swim team has already claimed the Dolphins. The men's water polo team is the Sharks. So the surfers were forced to look to another ocean creature. This tiny jellyfish is only the size of a human fingernail and nearly invisible. And yet, it's one of the deadliest creatures in the sea. It is the Irukandji. Yes, the Aussie surfers will compete as the Irukandji, one of the deadliest creatures in the ocean, a fact that Steph Gilmore believes will be an awesome tagline for the team when they're competing in the water. And I bloody love this name. It's just going to be really hard to rhyme it with anything when we're trying to cheer them on. Let's BBB the Irukandji G... I don't know. we got a couple of months to figure it out, though. NBA superstar LeBron James now owns the Boston Red Sox. Sort of. LeBron James has become a partner in the Fenway Sports Group and will have an ownership stake in many well-known sports properties, including the Red Sox. LeBron and his business partner, Maverick Carter, according to Silverman's report, have purchased an undisclosed number of shares of the Fenway Sports Group. And with those stakes comes partial ownership of the Sox, the Liverpool Football Club, Roush Fenway Racing, and Nesson, among other properties. And while James' investment in Fenway Sports Group gives him partial ownership of those entities, ESPN reporter Brian Windhorst believes the move is aimed at fulfilling LeBron's long-held dream of owning an NBA team. In today's day and age, when NBA teams are over $2 billion and um, many other professional sports teams are worth over $1 billion, you're going to need partners, even with all the money LeBron has made. Being a part of Fenway Sports Group, which now has over $7 billion in holdings, gives him the opportunity to potentially use these investors someday to buy a team. But let's ask the man himself. I think for me and, and for my partner Maverick uh, to be the first two black men to be, uh, you know, a part of that ownership group, um, I think it's pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool indeed. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 18th of March. If you haven't already done so, and I know some of you haven't because I see the numbers, drop us a rating and a review. It's the best way you can support the podcast. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.